Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey, from Cat Swamp Road, right? And I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And we get together here in the farm shop on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again with a replay on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So you have two times to uh, catch the show, and I greatly appreciate that. But I have some some exciting news, is that I am going to be able to, probably around Thanksgiving, and I'll let you know on the show, I'm going to be able to post uh, the episodes of Farm Machinery Digest Radio on my website, which is which is farmmachinerydigest.com and there'll be a separate tab there and it'll say radio show and you'll be able to go back and use the episodes as a resource so they will never sunset on it they will never go away so if you happen to miss it on Sirius XM you could go to the website and you could listen to it or I may discuss something and whatever let's say EGR vows then this week you don't have a problem but a month from now or two months from now God forbid you do have a problem and this so you could go back and listen to the show as a resource so it's always going to post after it airs on channel 147 rural radio so you'd still so the current show will always be up first on rural radio and then it'll be listed as a podcast so i'm very very excited about that and i want to thank rural radio for allowing me to do that you know this is i look at this well now i look at it this show is meant to be a resource for you along with my podcast and my website and it's an educational resource so that's why i think it's important to have it archived but on that same theme what I'm going to be doing, and probably this won't, the posting of the shows of the podcast, God willing, will happen by Thanksgiving, so next couple of weeks. But um, probably right after the new year, or maybe prior to that, which is hard to believe it's the new year, going to be the new year almost already, right? Boy, did this year fly by. Uh, what I am going to do is introduce a new segment on the show. And I'll probably, um, I need your feedback on this. Because I'm thinking of doing maybe 12 to 18 of them a year, but I'm kind of focusing more on 12, one, one, one a month. And what it will be called is getting to know. And what I want to do is to follow the same theme of it being a resource for you, is that I want to get together with some repre- technical representatives, not salespeople, from different companies, for instance, one of them, one of the shows that I will have scheduled is with Massey Ferguson for the new 8S tractor. And I think it's very important for me to be able to bring uh, a knowledge, and that's why I'm calling it getting to know, a knowledge of different equipment that's in the market, but on a technical side, like I said, not as a sales side, but as a technical side. So for instance, with the Massey Ferguson 8S, what we'll do is we go, we'll we go over two or three areas of that tractor, like the unique cab design, what they've done to the engine to update it, the transmission, or what have you. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm very excited about that new segment. But so what I'm going to ask for you to do is reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and let me know if there's any equipment that you would like for me to do an exploration on so that you could get to know. And it does not have to be anything with an engine. It could be a grain auger. It could be a uh, uh, a compressor for the shop, what have you. 
So if you say to me, hey, I'm really interested in learning about this new XYZ compressor that's coming out or this new center pivot or something or even out of it's a new center pivot, a, a, a certain brand of center pivot, but it's going to be brand specific. So I want to emphasize that it's going to be brand, brand specific. So it's not going to be broad based. It's going to be about that particular brand. So uh, I'd be very I'm excited about bringing that to you. And I'm going to ask for you to please reach out to me and then I will uh, try to contact those companies about those specific brands. And the other thing is I need to give a shout out because Mr. Derek Schmucker from Hutchinson, Kansas, outside of Hutchinson, Kansas, reached out to me. He's a young man, 22 years old, and he works on a farm and he's always and he's also starting his own cattle operation. And he listens to the podcast, my Idle Chatter podcast on my website or, or where all other podcasts are found or any other podcasts are found. And he is uh contacted me and gave me a pin in my map so i'd love to have a pin in a map from you so all you have to do is reach out to me at hot rod farmer at farm and on today's show which will start right after the break the next segment we're going to discuss how to determine engine health and just it's very important for you to be able to keep a ra- or keep a record and keep track of the of the health of the different engines on your farm so this way you could see just like taking soil health or going to the doctor once a year or two years then getting a checkup so we need to dis- we're going to discuss that how to give your engines a checkup and never forget it is not what you make but what you keep that counts and agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy. Larry the Cable Guy here. Happy to bring you Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup. And I was even there when you had first started doing the Larry the Cable Guy thing. I went on stage one day and I said, hey, this guy ever come over to your house? Hey, did you order cable? Well, somebody's ordered something. And I did that for about 10 minutes. Rob Schneider said, that Cable Guy thing is hilarious. And David Spade goes, that's a Saturday Night Live character. Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup. Sirius XM 97. I want to thank everyone who helped make the Cowboy Channel's 100 rodeos in 100 days such a huge success, especially each and every one of these rodeo committees. And that rodeo's local announcers, the barrelmen, clowns, soundmen, and everyone involved. Together we took viewers on a journey across this great country to see PRCA rodeos and those communities, big and small, at their very best. Most of these rodeos had never been on TV before, but boy, did they ever come through. We learned a lot this year, where we need to improve internet, maybe add another camera, create better graphics, install some more lighting, and so on. But the bottom line is you folks loved it. You loved actually seeing many of these rodeos for the first time. You loved seeing how each community celebrated their rodeo with their own grand entry, with a prayer, with respect for our national anthem, mutton busting, calf scrambles, and of course, great rodeo action. Let's do it all again next year. Hi everybody, this is Jimmy Stern inviting you to join me every Saturday night for the Saturday Night Polka Party right here on Channel 147 World Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They repeat that show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Join me on the Saturday Night Polka Party. That's Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Again on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Only here on Rural Radio Channel 147. 
Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today on the show is doing an annual engine health check. And if you don't want to do this every year, you could do this every other year. But the important thing is to be able to have data that is going to track the health, the internal health of your engines beyond what an oil analysis and coolant analysis will do. So we're going to discuss uh, four different tests here, and they're going to apply to gasoline spark ignition engines, not diesel engines. And then, as I say, we'll do a test. Uh, we'll do a, a show on diesel engine health, uh, maybe a month enough, month or so from now. So the first test I'm going to go over is the compression test. That I'm going to discuss the leak down test, the bubble test, and the vacuum test. Now, many people are familiar with a compression test. So the compression test establishes the engine's ability to pump air and build cylinder pressure in the bore because an engine is an air pump. So the compression test checks the sealing of the cylinder under pressure, right? The pressure from the piston moving and the piston ring's ability to keep the compression gases working against the piston crown instead of escaping into the oil pan. Now, the compression test is going to tell you nada, nothing about the oil ring. So if you got a, if you have an oil consumption problem, the compression test is not going to do anything for you. All right. The thing base is if you have a failure in the oil ring, if the cylinder wall is so worn that the all three rings are gone, then the compression test will be indicative of it. But please, a lot of people think a compression test is going to tell you the health of the oil ring. And for the most part, it is not. But it is also an indicator of the ability of the valve to seal against the seat and make an airtight bore. So most are familiar with a traditional cranking compression test, but there is also a running compression test. And obviously it has to be more than a one-cylinder engine. On a running compression test, whereas on a cranking compression test, you will you will disable the ignition because we're talking about a spark ignition engine here. And you will, and you will put it, the best thing is to put a battery charger onto the battery so you can maintain a good cranking speed. And you will have the throttle wide open and you will crank the engine with this with the compression gauge in the cylinder that you are testing and you want to get at least you want to get five pulses of the gauge and then after five pulses of the gauge you could stop cranking and you will read the compression on that cylinder all right so that is a, a cranking compression test now a running compression test which a lot of people do are not familiar with what a running compression test does is that you leave all the spark plugs in the other cylinders. You, let's say you're going to check number one. You take the ignition wire off of the spark plug for number one cylinder. <clears throat> Excuse me, the one you're going to check. In this instance, it's number one. And you're going to ground it. You don't want to let it to arc. You're going to ground it so the electricity goes right to ground so there's no sparking. And you're going to put the compression gauge in there and you're going to take a running compression test. Now, what may? why would you want to do that is because lots of times you could have a cracked ring or you could have a valve with a loose seat that that is slow to return right and on the cranking compression test because most engines only crank a couple of hundred rpm at that is that the the cracked ring and the valve that is slow to return or a seat that is loose may not be seen but on a running compression test you will see that 
All right? So that is something. Now, keep in mind, I mean, you're not going to do this for grins and giggles. I'm not saying that you, you know, every winter you do a, a running compression test on all your engines. So the cranking compression test is more for you to build a history of engine health, whereas the, the running test is going to be to diagnose a problem. All right, so keep that in mind. And a lot of people are not familiar with the running test, running compression test. The next test I want to introduce to you, and if you're a racer, and the reason I'm saying a racer, because every any type of racer is looking to get the most out of their engine, it is called a leak down test. Now, where is a compression test is dynamic, right? The engine is cranky and moving the, moving the piston up and down. A leak down test is static. The piston is at top dead center. And just as there is a dedicated tool for a compression test there is a dedicated tool for a leak down test and it is called a leak down tester makes sense right so what is going to happen is that with a leak down test you're going to have <coughs> what it's going to, excuse me <clears throat> And what it's going to do is instead of the piston building pressure in the bore by moving up and down pumping right all right the leak down test is going to apply sharp air compressed air to the cylinder and it's going to determine the amount that leaks out or the amount that exit i should say all right so the leak down test is read as a percentage it's not going to be read as psi like a compression test it's going to be read as a percentage of total cylinder pressure inputted so it is a differential pressure test so the standard protocol is to fill the cylinder with 100 pounds of shop pounds per square inch of shop air. You're going to have the compressor running and the leak down tester has a fitting for you to put the shop air line onto it. And then the other fitting goes into the spark plug hole. So, and it's going to measure the loss. So if 94% of the pressure remains in the cylinder, then the leak down will say you have 6% leakage. And now the leak down test is very, very, important because what it's going to do it's going to show you where is you, you could have a glazed over cylinder wall you could have an engine that's um that's that has worn rings and it could have a cranking compression test that's close enough that it's not it doesn't flag anything but on the on the leak down test will show the percentage of leaking now it's very important with the leak down test to determine so let's say if you have 10 percent leakage where that air is coming from so if you pull the dipstick out and you hear air leak air going into the crankcase then the the leak down pressure is going past the ring packet so it's going past the, the compression rings into the bore all right so if you if you have that's it's if you have air coming out of the intake system carburetor throttle body what have you then you have an intake valve that is not sealing and if you have air exiting you go listen to the tailpipe you're going to have this 100 pounds of air running as long as the compressor is running you can keep it there all day long and you hear air coming out of the tailpipe you hear an echo in the tailpipe then that is an exhaust valve so whereas a compression test will not tell you that a leak down test will so very very important and a leak down tester is not expensive it's probably about 120 dollars it's not an expensive tool you could go up to 500 dollars for a real sophisticated one but what you need on the farm shop 100 150 leak down tester is more than enough and you could probably buy a compression tester and a whole kit with a compression tester and leak down tester if you don't have it and you could do a leak down test like a compression test. you could do it on anything you could do it on a weed whacker you could do it on a chainsaw all right but it's a 
uh, it's a very, very, and a very, very accurate test as far as cylinder sealing, as I'm going to repeat, because the dynamics of the piston moving on a compression test often masks or hides wear. So if you do a compression test and do a leak down test, then you'll have a true indicator of the health of that engine. So as far as the, the piston rings are concerned, the cylinder wall, the sealing of the valves. Now, another test that a lot of people are not familiar with is called a bubble test. And we're not going to be blowing bubbles with a bubble wand, all right? So, but it's almost akin to that. And this, and the, what the bubble test is used to determine the health of a head gasket in the region between two connected cylinders. So, let's say cylinder, so two, so two bores that are side by side, all right? And you're going to be checked the integrity of the head gasket because they're going to be occasions when either a compression or leak down test doesn't show a minor leak between the cylinder sealing surface, so that area, the thin part of the head gasket. So now the way a bubble test is performed, you don't need any instrumentation for a bubble test. You need the hoses from a compression test and or a leak down test because you're going to put sharp air into the cylinder that's being tested at 100 pounds per square inch. You're going to do that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to write the adjacent cylinder. You're going to put another hose in there from a leak down test to a compression tester. And you're going to have a, a, some, a, a, a coffee can or something with water in it. And you're going to put that hose in there. So if there are any sealing issues in the cylinder, you're going to see bubbles coming into the water. Now, to be accurate, what you're going to need to do is check each each bore the other way. So if you do if you do one cylinder and the adjacent cylinder, so the first cylinder you have the air pressure in the adjacent cylinder, you have the hose into the water, then you're gonna go and reverse it and then move the sharp air into the second cylinder and then have the the can of water go into the first cylinder because sometimes you'll find a head gasket that wants to that is lifting only in one direction. And you need to be able to test it both ways. But but that, but then again, that's something if you're determining that you think that there may be a head gasket failure, then it's a very easy way for you to do that. And the last test we're going to talk about is a vacuum test. All right, vacuum is a good indicator for diagnosis. And it could determine a burnt valve if the needle is shaking very quickly. But also very common today is a restricted exhaust. And the easiest way to determine a restricted exhaust is using a vacuum test. Now, you have to hook the vacuum gauge up to manifold vacuum, which means full-time vacuum. It has to be after the throttle plate on fuel injection or a carburetor, a full-time manifold vacuum source. And you're going to take a reading at idle, and then you're going to slowly raise the engine up to about 2,500 RPM. And you're going to and you're going to hold it steady. You're going to look at the vacuum reading. So let's say arguably the engine has 16 inches of vacuum at idle, at 2,500 RPM because the piston is moving faster. You should have more vacuum, a stronger vacuum signal. If the vacuum stays the same or goes lower, then there is a restricted exhaust. So these are these are great tests to use to determine the health of an engine and like i say your compression test is good for you to keep records of uh, the others are going to be diagnostics if you have some sort of problem but these are all for gasoline engines and as i said we're going to do a show in the future about how to do the same tests on a diesel engine We 
know you love rodeo as much as we do. And now, with the Cowboy Channel Plus app, there's a whole lot more to love. So whether you're listening to live rodeo action from across the country, browsing the archive to catch up on past events, or following along while you listen on the radio, we want to hear about it. Shoot an email to Patrick at RFDTV.com to let Rural Media Group founder and president Patrick Gotch know how you are using the Cowboy Channel Plus. Don't have it yet? Sign up at CowboyChannelPlus.com today. This is Sean Haney. If you're serious about ag, it's time to get real and get connected with Real Ag Radio. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in Canada and all of North America. It's your go-to source for the latest ag news impacting producers on both sides of the 49th parallel. Get real and get connected with Real Ag Radio at 4.30 Eastern and don't miss the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Dating to friendships, who we choose to spend our quality time with can be challenging. We share how using hiking to hunting can help one sift through those relationships. We have field staff for updates and a photo contest. Submit those outdoor memories from the last year to win the Bend Prize Box. This is Beck with the Bend. Join me as we go through those stories and more this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So hopefully uh, you see the value in those tests that we went over. And I went over them quickly because it is a short show. And But if you have any questions about that, how to execute the tests, when to execute the tests, and then your results and your data, then I would be more than happy to communicate with you. Just reach out to me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com, and we could open up a dialogue either through email, through, through telephone conversation, or what have you. But the purpose of this uh, episode today was to introduce those tests to you to understand that there are protocols that you could evoke to tell what is going on. It's just like a farmer with a crop, right? You, I mean, you could do a soil test. You could do a sap test. You could do a, uh, a side-dress nitrogen test. You could do a tissue test. There's many different tests that you could do. And, a lot of, and the same thing for, holds true with engines is that there's a lot of different test procedures that, the, that many are not aware of to help you pinpoint what the exact issue is or where the problem is, I should say, because usually like any type of test is more showing you where the problem is. And then often you have to do an exploratory and take it apart sadly right but right now we're going to have Tex Rubinowitz coming and sing from Ripsaw Records he's the hot rod man and you're going to get ready to put your thinking cap on for a toolbox test
Yeah. All right, Tex, thank you so much. So here's your toolbox test. You ready? Okay. Your chainsaw with a decompression starting button fires up easily but does not run properly. The exhaust sounds different and it is down on power. The throttle response is poor and it does not like to take a load. You remove the spark plug and it looks fine along with the air filter. The carburetor is clean, but you sprayed it down anyway confused you ask some friends and this is what they tell you farmer a says the decompression valve is most likely carboned up and leaking farmer b believes that the piston rings are worn farmer c is adamant about it being the gasoline and farmer d feels that it is the magneto so we have this this chainsaw with a decompression button and it it doesn't it starts easily but doesn't run too well and does not want to take a load so you think about that and i have a quick note here from joe clark in kansas and he said he really enjoyed the show a few weeks ago about the the pickup truck engines and he wants to know if i feel that the four-cylinder the turbocharged four-cylinder in the chevy and gmc pickup truck will last under the use of a farm and i have to say to you that uh mr clark thank you for enjoying the show and for listening and i would say that all of those engines will last don't as i said in that in that episode you know don't get confused by the don't don't fall prey to saying well i need an eight cylinder i need so many cubic inches these new engines today are definitely a whole completely different animal and they produce high yield right just like we have high yield crops and the engines will last and they will but i as i did say in that episode though is that you basically need to follow that they're going to be very sensitive to to maintenance and they're going to be very unforgiving of using the wrong oil they're going to be very unforgiving of carbon deposits they could be every very unforgiving of things of that nature so if you if you maintain it if you do what needs to be done i would certainly not be afraid of them and uh, let me just answer this toolbox test question and if we have some time what i will do is i'll elaborate a little bit more on that so farmer a is has the most likely answer this is based on the engine starting easily and just running poorly most decompression valves are pushed closed by the cylinder pressure just like a like we were talking about compression test cylinder pressure as soon as the engine starts if the valve is carbon laden it may be either slow to close or not fully close thus the leaking cylinder pressure thus it'll leak cylinder pressure to the atmosphere and that and it can usually be easily removed and cleaned so keep that in mind that uh if you have a decompression valve on an engine and you have a problem with that where it starts easily but runs poorly doesn't want to take the load doesn't sound right what have you that oftentimes that decompression valve is going to leak but to get back to mr clark's statement i would not be afraid of any of these new gasoline engines i don't particularly i mean the diesel engines make a ton of power very very complicated 
are very complicated as far as maintenance is concerned. But as far as the gasoline engines are concerned, I would not be afraid of them. But I do want to, you know, I'm repeating it once more. If you got to take care of them, they are not going to be forgiving for of using the wrong oil, of using gasoline that is not treated and builds a lot of deposits on the valves. We spoke briefly about the uh, L low speed pre-ignition LSPI with the direct injection engines. So there's a lot of things going on for them to get that power and to get that economy out of them. Uh, there's a there's a lot of things that need to happen. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today and know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher and my beloved, beloved American. You have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week and thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye and be safe. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Hi, I'm Jeff Matters. I want to take a minute and thank everyone who watched all or even part of our 100 rodeos in 100 days. I'd also like to thank the people who helped make this the most incredible and most watched summer of rodeo ever. There are so many. The committees, the announcers, the rodeo clowns, the specialty act, the sound and video engineers, the camera operators. And thanks to everyone who sang a national anthem, offered a prayer, was brave enough to climb on a sheep and make their parents smile. Was it a perfect summer? Nope, it's a work in progress. And we have even bigger plans for 2022. We're working hard on the National Finals Rodeo this December to make it the best it's ever been. We'll do 10 hours of live TV every day for 10 days. There's no off-season in rodeo, and we're not slowing down either. The new year will start with a Texas run like you have never seen before. Fort Worth, San Antonio, Houston, Austin, and San Angelo. And shortly after that's done, it'll be time for 100 rodeos in 100 days again. So again, thanks. Thanks for watching the Cowboy Channel. NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Rylan Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all road.